0: From our respective apartments, it's just meaningful plastic. Here are your hosts and judges, Katie Krayenbauer and Chris Dockham Goodman. We are in the ballroom for our final times of season one. It is so lovely to be here, Katie. You look ravishing in a blue gown. Uh, I'm wearing my tuxedo, ready for the finale. We're having a good time.
1: Chris, I cannot believe we're here. It is insane to think of all that we have gone through in six weeks, in two (laughs) podcast episodes. What a ride it has been, and I cannot wait to get into it.
0: So many tears shed, so many pounds shed, so many co-hosts to be shed. We just... We have gone on a journey together. (laughs) We have gone on a journey together. What a ride. I feel like we have connected. It's time to start rolling the package of our greatest hits as a partnership. And we can reminisce about the nostalgia the good what times what
1: song would you have playing over a montage of our time together in season one i think i would have don't you forget about me
0: i was thinking something like toxic
1: love where your head is at
0: mm-hmm. free britney
1: A lot I could say about that, but we're gonna. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs>
0: um, we have a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. We are going to cover episodes four through six of season one. That means we are not talking about the dance off in this episode. We will be looking at the four remaining couples, whittled down to one coveted mirrorball trophy winner. Our first couple. To discuss is Katie's favorite, her beloved Rachel Hunter. Katie, do you care to eulogize our good Miss Hunter?
1: Rachel, you were such a light for such a short amount of time. I feel like I we just scratched the surface. I think you had so much more left to offer. I think you would have been gracious in your winning. If I would have been back in 2005 watching the show, I would have been fan number one in the Rachel Hunter fan club.
0: Would you have put her swimsuit, Sports Illustrated posters up on your wall?
1: Absolutely. And on my ceiling.
0: So Rachel and Jonathan, their final dance that they performed as a duo uh, was a samba in week four, everyone was performing a samba, and everyone performed a group Viennese waltz. Rachel and Jonathan's samba to "Soul Bossa Nova, the Austin Powers theme, uh, received a 25.
1: Honestly, when the music kind I mean, I just, I was very annoyed by that song choice. It felt like a slap in the face to my queen. Rachel now I will say um in the earlier seasons the judges talk about what they want to see in the samba so they describe the samba as a fun a party dance and that they are looking for samba roles Rachel and Jonathan oh boy did they deliver on the samba roles I was pumped I was excited and I loved he he had a move where he was like on one knee, kind of, I don't even really know how to describe it. It was like he was kneeling as though he was going to propose to her and he was moving in a circle on the one knee. And I loved it. I was living for this samba.
0: Well, you know, we are fans of samba roles. In Katie and I's journey in ballroom dance classes, the thing we were most excited for was learning how to do a samba role. We tried so many times on our own to learn them beforehand. They went...
1: As well as could be expected for two people trying to learn a Samba roll off Mm -hmm, of a YouTube mm -hmm, video. mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Um, Samba rolls are like deceptively... They're probably not that difficult, but to me, they feel so difficult because you're moving in opposite directions. You've got all sorts of hip action. It's, It's a lot.
1: What is interesting about Rachel's dance as well is that two of the judges seemed to really enjoy it. Carrie Ann said, I found it boring at times, and it was scored 799. Now, I don't know how much it would have changed the results, but like just knowing that we lost Rachel in this episode, I just fault Carrie Ann for not giving her a nine. And not putting her up there to get her more points.
0: See, here's the thing. I agreed with Carrie Ann. I wished that I liked the dance more. I was bored. There were a lot of moments of downtime. It didn't flow. She danced well, but the dance left me feeling cold. I was ready to like it because they had Jonathan in a half- austin powers cosplay fit like the shirt with the bell-bottom sleeves mm-hmm. or however you would describe those but the yeah i just it it did not work for me and i i spent the whole time thinking this is their last dance i wish i liked it more do you do you disagree or do you just want Carrie Anne to score it higher so that rachel doesn't go home in 2005
1: Well, now that I'm kind of thinking it through, but without giving, you know, without getting us too far off topic, Rachel still came in second in overall scores. So she still received three points. So she just really must not have had the viewers on her side. So is there much, like, would one point have truly made that big of a difference? I don't know. I would have to play with the numbers and I am not the person to play with numbers. And so I did not ever get bored watching her dance. I wish that she would have gone out maybe a little bit different, Um, but I enjoyed, I, I loved her. I loved in her package, how they brought in someone to show her the dance because she said that she needed to visualize it. Like I just loved her. She was a breath of fresh air. And if I could get her back on the show, and if I could get her that coveted mirror ball, I would.
0: Oh yeah, she was a delight. And I think she was in part so delightful because we're used to not only the model stereotypes, but we're used to a certain grouping of people on Dancing with the Stars where, if you've never heard of them, oftentimes they are just duds. Mm -hmm. And she was the opposite of a dud. What's the opposite of a dud?
1: A, a stud. Milk dud? <laughs> a
0: stud. <laughs> These are two very different things. <laughs> um, we should note in this episode, uh, all four couples performed a group Viennese waltz all together. It was to "I Got You, Babe," which a delightful song choice. Rachel didn't really stand out in it to me. Nobody really did. I, I took n- notes on one person and I will put a pin in that. But I was just like, this dance is fine. It's fine.
1: Um, I think Rachel's shining or maybe the the group performances shining moment is Rachel talking in rehearsal and saying it would be absolutely wonderful, wonderful if someone messed up. And I was like, girlfriend, this is why I love you.
0: I mean, she wasn't lying. No. I I will say with the group Viennese, I think Rachel and Kelly had it a little easier mm-hmm. because this dance, unlike future group dances and Dancing with the Stars, this one was very lightly choreographed. They had spotlight sections. Each of them got like a, I don't know, 20 second there, section I'd where say. they got to do a solo. Yeah. And everybody else was dancing around them in circles. It was a real case of, you got to lead, we got to follow. Wherever we end up, we end up. And I think the professional men getting to lead their female partners probably made it a little bit easier for them, would be my guess. I would agree. But these are things that the producers obviously figured out because in the future we get real choreographed numbers. Well, Rachel Hunter, we hardly knew ye. We were so glad to know ye and get ye back to the ballroom whenever you feel like it.
1: And she had the time of her life.
0: <laughs> the the playoff songs have just been like alternately so on the nose of we are sad we are leaving and sometimes of like well this sucks
1: (laughs) you know i loved rachel's dirty dancing has such a special place in my heart it Mm -hmm. was it was chef's kiss if my girl was gonna have to go out on if she was gonna have to leave my by god it was wonderful that this was her leaving song her swan song
0: fly on you beautiful swan Moving on to someone who I would describe as not a beautiful swan. Let's talk about our third place finisher, Joey McIntyre and his partner, Ashley Del Grosso. In week four, they performed a samba to Tequila for a score of 20. Katie... Mmm. Mmm. I have really strong feelings on Joey McIntyre. What
1: is so wild is I really did in episode one. I was like, Joey, Rachel, those are our standouts. Those are the people to beat. And like, I don't know if it was the editing or what it is, but I was just so over Joey come episode four and five. Like I had had enough. I was was over it. Um, I thought that they were really pushing the whole nearly eliminated thing. I didn't think that their dance was that wonderful. They did Samba roles, which I loved, obviously. But Len was disappointed. And he said that there was not enough technique. And I fully agreed with him.
0: See, I hated his packages. I was over him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just annoyed. But when he started his Samba, I was like, great. He is back to where he was week one. He is back to being exciting, back to being fun. And over the course of that dance, my feelings dissipated.
1: Yeah, they just like depleted. Like he just, I don't know if he loses steam in the dance or what it like. I, I really don't know. But I just, I was like, I, I want you gone. Like I, I don't want to keep watching you anymore. I have reached my limit with you.
0: Well, there were many points during that dance that it looked like he was just plastering this big dopey grin on his face Mm -hmm. and it felt Mm non-genuine. Like, we talked in episode one about Trista oftentimes just like breaking into a grin. His felt, I'm supposed to be having fun and aren't we having fun guys? And it I don't know, it just made me annoyed at him.
1: Yes. Yes. They had a part where he was kind of smacking her butt a little bit, and I think that was honestly the only part of the dance that made me, I don't know what the correct adjective is, without sounding disgusting, excited, I don't know.
0: You felt a lot of things about Joey hitting Ashley's butt.
1: good about it. I don't know. But it just, it was such a boring dance. Even his samba roles were, they, I just, I don't know if we were just made, I think that what was happening was that the producers were trying to make it into a John versus Joey showdown. I think that the producers I don't know. They were like positioning Joey where it felt like Joey was trying to catch up to John and it just came off as annoying.
0: Well, I can understand why they decided to position Joey in that spot because early on that's mm-hmm. what it felt like it was going to be. And it just never happened. It felt kind of like one of those those one-sided rivalries, you know, where it's like I hate this person with all the fire of a thousand suns. And the other person's like, oh, I don't think about Who you. Who are they? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, this person's fine, whatever. And the other's like, I'm going to stab you. It is... That's what it felt like. Joey was punching way above his his weight level. We might as well get to the end of Joey. So in... <laughs> I make it, I make it so, sound like this is so difficult. Like, oh, we got to get through Joey's dances.
1: So then in episode five, in week five, Joey's package immediately begins with Joey saying, I'm disappointed in Len.
0: He is so stupidly Boston. It just, this is the episode where I thought to myself, wow, he is from Boston. He's like, oh, Len was wrong. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, maybe the guy who does this for a living might not actually be wrong. Maybe you're just not that good. Mr. I can't score above a 20 to save my life anymore. I did appreciate how the dynamic between Ashley and Joey clearly did shift in this week. I think that they felt the pressure. I think that they felt as though you know, Kelly was coming off of high scores in the week before. So they really felt like they needed to bring it. But it just it was such an awkward tension to them when they had been, you know, she had been so bubbly about him. She had been so I don't want to say head over heels, but like there was a genuine excitement to it. And now it was so this is business. He says, I need to keep my mouth shut if we're going to make it far. And it it just was awkward at this point. So um, they danced a Paso and a Foxtrot this year. They, they just, they started with the Paso, yeah.
0: No, they didn't. They started with a Foxtrot. Oh, whoops. It's fine. Um, <laughs> turns out I'm not the only person who's wrong on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, you could feel the tension in Ashley as well, during the live show, it, like, you you could tell they were trying to win, that they wanted, that they could feel they were on the edge of elimination. So, like, Ashley was talking back at Bruno at one point, which, I mean, it was kind of funny. It was kind of well-intended, but it just still seemed like, we are fighting for our place and we are on the edge of edge of disaster because she was arguing that there are different styles of foxtrot so a lot of different things are allowed i didn't know there were multiple styles of foxtrot the more you know doo doo
1: Bruno explicitly says you know it's guys and dolls it was a great performance you broke the rules and she fired back quickly at that I mean it was genuinely uncomfortable to watch the two like her and the judges kind of going at it as Joey is standing there clearly unsure of what to say and what to do so he kind of has this I'm gonna smile because I think I should be smiling I mean it was it was just Mm -hmm. it was awkward.
0: I took offense at what Bruno said, because Big Spender is from Sweet Charity, not Guys and Dolls. So how dare he? Also, the song was a little fast for me, but that's my musical corner. The dance was what it was. They got a twenty.
1: It was, it was kind of gimmicky, but I did think he had a good frame. I actually.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You are wrong, girl. You don't think he had a good frame? No, I I felt like his posture was off because it seemed like he was like dipping down to her height.
1: I don't know that I can say that I fully disagree with that, but I think even if he was th- coming down a little bit, like his shoulders were back, I thought that his frame didn't seem to waver. Even if it didn't meet her where she was at, and maybe that isn't correct, like I just I felt like he held it so well. I liked the dance more than the judges did, personally.
0: For the listeners at home, Katie is demonstrating good frame on camera right now. It is, it really is delightful that this is an audio medium and you're like, full on, like, well, here's what his shoulders were, here's what they should be, here's what I think they were, like, mm, I'm getting a show, everyone.
1: <laughs> um, But then... What was, in my opinion, maybe the most uncomfortable moment of season one of Dancing with the Stars is, you know, they go through the first round, everybody has performed, they cut to Joey and Ashley before they go out there for their paso, and they looked like they were arguing. And I felt such secondhand embarrassment because the cameras cut to them and they are tense, She looks like she is livid, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation.
0: I would have loved if they had been asked about it after their dance. Would have loved it. But that's not the kind of questions we get from any co-host of Dancing with the Stars.
1: No, we get, who was your biggest competition?
0: We get, how did that feel?
1: And even after they, so then they do their paso. Um, it was to "Eye of the Tiger," which is a very <laughs> weird song to dance. <laughs> well, paso to. too.
0: It was even weirder because the first two pasos of the night were to traditional Hispanic music. Yes and then eye of the tiger started and i burst out laughing
1: were either of the first two pasos did they have any like lyrics in their music or was it just instrumental because i thought it was just instrumental but i am not positive on that
0: i believe they were both instrumental because i was thinking to myself once again oh look we're doing songs that would fit with these dances mm-hmm. and then ba ba sorry I can't sing any more of it. We might have to start paying for licensing.
1: <laughs> um it was a fine it was a good paso. I would go maybe a step above fine to good. I enjoyed that Ashley was wearing purple. Um I just I I don't think we see a lot of that in pasta. We usually see you know gold and red and black and black and I I really enjoyed the deep purple that she was wearing. I thought it was a, a good dress. Um, I honest, I watched her a lot more than I watched him.
0: Oh, there were two things I watched during this dance. One was Ashley Del Grosso. The other was the very awkward accidental cutaway. <laughs> <laughs> the accidental cutaway to Kelly and Alec just sitting there watching.
1: The, like... super close up of kelly as she is just an innocent bystander backstage minding her own business living her own life and they just shove the camera right on up in her face
0: it was so great because like the music is still going they're in the middle of a move and it's just like boom let's check in on what kelly thinks that's
1: what i was like are we trying to like play up a rivalry between her and like what are we doing here why are we here right now
0: i mean it was obviously an accident but what a good accident because it made the dance more memorable to me Mm -hmm. um they scored a 25 carrie ann gave it a nine so they had a score of 45 for the evening um they obviously were eliminated. Katie, any final thoughts on Joey McIntyre? No. <laughs> he, he just did not do it for me. No,
1: he didn't. He, I think, was fine in week one. And then I don't know if he was just excited about getting the mirror ball. And then he wanted it too much. I don't know. It just didn't work. It didn't click.
0: So, Joey, bye, girl. (laughs) Or whatever. We'll miss you. We were so sad.
1: I cried. Can't (laughs)
0: wait to see you on All Stars 2.
1: Don't even joke about that.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, before we talk about our final two, a word of caution. We are going to change up our very entrenched, very traditional... Format. It's what I know you've been used to it for all this time, but we're going to make a change. In order to talk about our final two the way that they deserve, we are going to talk about each of them for each week, uh, each of them together, not separated. So let's talk about John and Kelly's Sambas in week four. Uh, John and Charlotta danced to the song Just the Two of Us for a score of 21. Uh, it put them in third place. It was, it was a dance that happened.
1: Even before we talk about John scoring a 21, let's talk about what John said in his package where he states that his biggest, his biggest,
0: let's not Have we considered he not?
1: his biggest competition are the two professional men left and then he goes on to score a 21 and I just want to say that justice was served that cold
0: Wednesday night <laughs> so Katie are you a big John O'Hurley fan?
1: <laughs> I think I like him more I than I come tell. off as liking him. But like, it just was a bit much for me in this episode. He he talks about, um, he's extremely competitive. He talks about the two professionals are his biggest competition. And that just, it felt like a little bit too much for me. And then he goes out there and like, yes, I understand how a Samba might not be the best dance style for him um I understand how a lot of hip action might not be best suited for him I get it but to have such a big ego but he really I get that it's a little bit dramatized for the show I don't think that he really has that big of an ego but to have that big of an ego and then go out there and do the performance that he did I was like look what happens you talk a big game and you can't back it up
0: i don't disagree i mean i wrote down he felt very entitled to the mirror ball in this episode it i mean he's said mm-hmm. multiple times he's very competitive and you you get that sense in this episode almost too much and yet <laughs> on the flip side i was like well Yes, these things are true, but he's so charming. He's so disarming and witty. Like, what fun he is. So you're here, like, sharpening your pitchfork, and I'm, like, (laughs) already setting up, all right, let's make the banners. John O'Hurley, champion, 2005.
1: It's just, I I appreciate John for what he is, but I, I agree. The entitlement just annoyed me and I think that these two different perspectives where I'm sharpening my pitchforks and you're rolling out the red carpet feels accurate for us <laughs> that is how we would both respond to forms of entitlement
0: how dare you
1: <laughs> that was a bit much that was a bit much I mean he gets a 21 what was interesting about his 21 to me is that Bruno gave it a six
0: yeah I mean I, I understand where he was coming from. I, didn't, I mm-hmm. didn't agree with it. In part, it still felt very on brand for John that he was putting his own isms into it. It was still very showman, very old school Hollywood suave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, it's sort of our argument from last time that is it super appropriate for this dance for the samba? probably not but it feels right from john o'hurley
1: it's signature john and so you either kind of have to get on the train or you hop off one of our co-hosts is on the train one of our co-hosts is still at the station choo
0: choo let's go
1: i don't know if the viewers will be able to pick up on which one is which but I have a pretty good idea. Chugga, chugga, chugga,
0: chugga, 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 chugga,
1: chugga, chug John, John! <laughs> so while John falls short, Kelly performs an iconic moment in Dancing with the Stars history. One of debatedly relatively few
0: wardrobe malfunctions. Whoa. Yes. Oh. It is, it is time I Here's the thing, I forgot That there was a wardrobe malfunction in this dance Cause you're right This is a fairly famous moment
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as the dance was going on And I was like, what's happening And then you see that one small Green strand flying around And I was like, oh no Her top's gonna come off you
1: see the slight arms where, like, I don't want to draw too much attention, but I am about to shimmy with nothing securing this top to me, and I need to make sure that it does not come flying off in front of 16 million Americans. Oh,
0: yeah. Her hand is around her upper midsection for a lot of the dance. Like, during Absolutely. their somber rolls, That it's just parked right around her chest
1: absolutely it
0: was wild because i (laughs) my notes literally go in order of course they're trying to go sexy oh no she has a wardrobe malfunction and they're trying to go sexy
1: (laughs) that is phenomenal i liked
0: conspiracy theory was this planned
1: did alec cut the strap (laughs) halfway through the dance.
0: I guess we'll just have to ask him. Speed dial Alec Mazzo.
1: I appreciated that she took the ballet class, how I believe Bruno had recommended to her. Um, I, I just, I love her. I do. I love her. It is so crazy to think about how season 15, Kelly Monaco is not the same as season one, Kelly Monaco. She says that she feels like a tree stomp trying to be a twig. And I fell in love with her, Chris. I did.
0: My head is in my hands. (laughs) Like, she's not all that telegenic. She's relatable. So I hear you and I see you. But
1: there's this wonderful moment where she is just kind of like fiddling around in the rehearsal room and she's saying i've been dreaming about bruno and it i i i am fully on board kelly monaco 2005 i am rolling out the red carpet i am creating the banners and i am ready to go
0: now i'm dreading the next few minutes um i I mean i don't dislike her i still understand why she became a fan favorite of the show because Mm -hmm. she is so normal and that's her appeal like i will give her credit when lisa says to her after their dance and they get their scores that they get their 26 And Lisa tells her, you are in first place. And Kelly just has this, like, super low-key, like, moment of disbelief that is so endearing, especially when you contrast it with perhaps someone else's uh, feelings about where he should stand in the competition.
1: His entitlement? Is that the word you were looking for? Just real quick, were you looking for the word entitlement? That John O'Hurley had while she is in genuine disbelief. Is that what you were looking to convey?
0: That is a word you used. And I never said I was talking about John O'Hurley.
1: I would also like to point out very quickly before we move on. Carrie Ann was out of her chair for the first time in Dancing with the Stars history for Kelly Monaco.
0: I was literally about to say that. Carrie-Anne stands, she shouts, and I just thought, Carrie-Anne has arrived. I love that we were on the same wavelength. We both had to talk about Carrie-Anne.
1: Of course we did. Well, because she had gone from you're uncomfortable to look at, you're an awkward dancer, to like, look who it is. Kelly Monaco, my season one winner. And I was like, Carrie-Anne, I hear you. I see you. I'm
0: with you. I more noted it as we went from Carrion being completely low energy, dead at face, mm-hmm. to I'm going to stand and shout and get ready, folks, because this chair will not contain me for much longer. No. John survives being in the bottom two mm-hmm. that week. He will not be in the bottom two again, thank goodness.
1: I'm rolling my eyes at that statement. Um, I will just say what I think was an interesting approach out of these two couples in the Viennese Waltz showdown is that for their um, individual spotlight pieces, whatever word you want to use, their solos, I believe all that Kelly and Alec did was that Alec hoisted Kelly up And spun her around quickly. Whereas John and Charlotta actually showcased their ability.
0: Oh, everybody did choreographed moves. And then Alec picked up Kelly for 20 seconds. Yep, That's your winner. That's the person you chose, Katie. Yeah, and I stand by it. In week five, John and Charlotta performed a foxtrot... Nope. Yes. (laughs) In week five, John and Charlotta performed a foxtrot to Let There Be Love, for which they received a 27. Nines across the board. A foxtrot, what a perfect dance for him. It was cheeky. It was lovely. It was performative. It was everything I love about John O'Hurley. It was so ballroom and classy. She was perfect. She was perfection, just pure glide. I love them. I love this pairing. Katie, I will die for them.
1: I loved what John said. He made up a lot of points in my book for this, where they talked about how Charlotta is number one in the world for Foxtrot, and John says the Foxtrot is for her the pasta was for me. And I sh- it, it was such a perfect example of like why their partnership was so amazing and why it worked as well as it did. I loved her dress. I loved the color of blue with the cutout in the torso area. She she was beautiful. He danced it so well. Um, I will say I felt like there was a little bit of messing about at the beginning of the dance. But... I loved it. I thought it was a great dance. They did it so beautiful. It was beautiful and fluid. Len said it was unbelievable in a good way. There was two people dancing this one. Um, I genuinely thought he might get a 10 for that dance. And he did not.
0: I did too. And I have Mm. we're going to put a pin in talk about 10s.
1: What is so interesting to me and maybe this is more talk for the next episode is that Kelly is debated debated, debatedly debatedly. what's the proper pronunciation?
0: I'm not going to tell you because we're at war.
1: Okay so Kelly is without a doubt (laughs) a Latin dancer. John is without a doubt A ballroom dancer and it is so interesting to see how in my mind those distinctions aren't always super important i guess or like you know what does it really matter but like it's just so interesting how one can excel so much at one style and then struggle so much in a different
0: style i i think that's a really good way to frame it because it it also highlights their personality differences Mm mm-hmm it, it's not something that I think comes up a lot in future seasons, but this first one, how perfect that they found such dichotomies going up against each other at the end. Um, Kelly and Alex Foxtrot uh, was to a song called Don't Know Why. They received a 22. For me, they're still trying to highlight Kelly's assets, like the outfit was too sexy for a foxtrot. The Absolutely. dance too sexy for a foxtrot. They were trying to laden up the foxtrot. They did their best. It's just it's bonkers to me because it feels like so much of their appeal just comes from sex.
1: Is Alec the OG club?
0: Perhaps.
1: Perhaps.
0: I guess we'll just have to ask Edita. Let's call her up on speed dial. Boop boop boop.
1: <laughs> um, you no, know, the dress did not work for that. It's not it's not a Foxtrot dance. Um I will say that the audience really seems to enjoy her. I felt like throughout her dance and afterwards, like the audience seemed very responsive to
0: her. The audience has loved her every week. And yes. I I don't understand it. It's not that I don't like her. I'm just like, of all the people on the show, she is not the one who pops the most. So why is she getting the most pop from the crowd? Mm -hmm. It's a mystery we'll never solve.
1: I like what Len said after her performance. Excuse
0: me, don't you mean Mm -hmm. Lenny? Kelly called him Lenny. Are you upset she about that? Ca- she called him Lenny.
1: Yeah, they're great friends. She's on that kind of a basis with him. I'm so sorry that you will never be in season one winner. Kelly Monaco is. Are we going to survive this podcast? Maybe not. Tune in next
0: week to find out. You just made this so personal. <laughs> I guess I'm glad I guess I'm glad that one partnership brought in Patrick Swayze, your favorite. I'm glad that one specific partnership got Patrick Swayze.
1: So one says that certain... (laughs) (laughs) So one, after her performance, which was not stellar, says certain dances suit certain dancers. And I think that is a very polite way of saying you are maybe not a ballroom dancer.
0: But she is allegedly a Latin dancer. Later in the show, they performed a Paso. Their Paso received a 25, giving them a score of 47 for the night. It was fine. It was stompy, but you get. I saw her appeal in this dance.
1: I did not. I literally wrote down, is a Paso supposed to have so much hip action? Again, it just, it really did feel like they were trying to play to her assets. And I felt like it was detracting from the style of dance even more so in this one. And maybe it's because to me, a Paso is so... Um, strong you know you're supposed to hit certain moves and you're not necessarily supposed to be moving your hips a lot but i could be wrong on that but i just have never seen a pasta with so much hip action in it
0: i'm gonna make a record of every comment you made against kelly monaco just so we have that on the record
1: one so i will say though i fault alec for what i found Less than pleasing in their paso Because Alec is the one who choreographed it. And I think she could have done a a straight up paso well.
0: I guess I'd have to watch it again. Because to me, I was like, I get it. I get Kelly. I get why people like it. It's not my cup of tea. But I was like, I get why we think she has such chemistry with Alec. I get why people see her really exploding in personality not for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i guess i just saw the strengths they were playing to and maybe ignored the fact that this was a paso and not the place to play to those strengths but i'd rat. i'd rather you do sort of sexy hip stuff in this than a foxtrot
1: i would agree i would agree it fits more in here i will say i think the most um iconic or memorable or whatever word you want to use moment from kelly's paso is when the judges are giving their commentary and bruno says it was sexy it was sultry and then he looks at tom and says can i say that and i died because now i know exactly when bruno became bruno
0: if tom had just said no what a different world we would have lived in. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on the flip side, John and Charlotta's Passo received, again, straight nines for him. He received a 54 on the night, two uh, 27s. I loved that they included cape work in yes. their Passo. I love that it came from a tearaway dress for her. Um, I wish there was more cape work. I wish there had been perhaps a little little bit more strength in some of the motions, but I really enjoyed it. Katie, I need to ask you the question that I know I already know the answer. John's eyebrows did a lot of work in this dance. Did that work pay off for you?
1: I wrote down facial expressions, dash whatever but his i loved his dance hear me say that like i really really enjoyed his dance they did a move where he was using fabric to dip charlotta down and i loved that i got chills from that move and so his his dance was phenomenal i appreciated it but his facial expressions were whatever And I think he was trying too hard to be sharp and he was taking away from the dance, but it was still a wonderful dance.
0: Thank you for those compliments of John O'Hurley. Thank you. I just, I like to hear you compliment John O'Hurley because I know we are about to go to our biggest head to head moment in the episode. I might not hear another nice word. It's time for the finale. It's time for a controversial moment in Dancing with the Stars history, one whose legacy we will really talk about next week. So let's just get this one over with. They were performing their best dance of the season or whichever they thought was their best dance. And they, of course, performed in the all-important freestyle round. If you haven't already figured it out, I might not be pleased with the results of this episode. And we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, So the first dance of the night, John and Charlotta performed their quick step, the Let's Face the Music and Dance, the right choice for them
1: absolutely john calls it their ace in a hole and it absolutely was their ace in a hole i had forgotten how good it was and then when they started performing it yet again i was like okay yeah this dance is as close to perfection as we came and what's crazy is that their quick step is from week two
0: yeah it but it really was the highlight of the season absolutely i mean john and charlotta were great in so many weeks following that but this was i think just based on style it was the perfect thing for him and yet he got a 27 he got straight nines he improved his score by one how how did this not get any 10s This deserved at least one 10, if not more. You could see the disappointment on their face. Oh, absolutely. Because this deserved a 10. Like, just think of all the, like, the contrasting speed moments they had. A lot of, like, ridiculously quick things. Then they do this, like, smooth, silky stuff. And then here we go again. It was, it is a perfection of a routine charlotta's choreography incredible john's performance impeccable where was the fault show me the fault the judges raved about it and did not give it tens it's a crime a crime so now it's your turn to just say it was fine
1: no, it's a good dance. I I have credited them. It was a beautiful dance. They did it well. It was absolutely their ace in the hole. It was absolutely the smartest dance to do. If it was worthy of a 10, one has to assume that the judges would have awarded it a 10.
0: We are going to come to such blows. You are we are very fortunate that we don't record these in the same location. <laughs> We have been known to yell at each other over Dancing with the Stars in the past. This is maybe one of the angriest times I've ever been at you. Really? I am livid. Really? I know know it is only going to get worse, because if I'm mad at you now, just wait for what's to come. So, Kelly and Alec perform their wardrobe malfunction, Samba. They score lower than the first time they performed it they get a 25 yeah why did they score
1: lower because of carrie freaking and she killed that routine alec talks about how they want to show off all of the tricks that they got to do i'm going to be honest i don't think that there were any tricks in it that i didn't see in the first one but sure alec whatever you say
0: You did get to see it the way it was supposed to be performed.
1: I would agree, yeah. She had a baseball reference. She called herself a pressure hitter. Didn't that make you fall in love with her, Chris? Please?
0: To say a kind word, you can see the difference in her in the finale from the premiere, that she's dancing with a lot less restraint. Mm -hmm. I did like the performance. It is maybe less high wire tense than the first time because you're excited to see what's happening and are her boobs going to pop out? Whereas this time, it's just, I'm excited to see what comes next. This is an exciting dance. So it, in a weird way, it maybe loses a little bit without the wardrobe malfunction. And yet, it's their best dance. I mean, it's good. And that's all I have to say about that let's do it let's do this the freestyle round
1: so I will go ahead and I will start us off I appreciated I enjoyed John and Charlotta's outfits I like that they did the black and white outfits that he was in white in a white text jacket she was in a black dress I liked the song that they did I am going to say things that you are not going to like but they need to be said because the people need to hear them.
0: 15 years later, they need to hear this. They
1: need to know. Um, the timing was a little off at times. I thought it looked like he almost dropped her in one of the lifts and he felt low energy to me.
0: So I love... John and Charlotta. I think doing a very ballroom-centric freestyle was playing to his strengths. Always a good choice. Doing the song I'm So Excited to give a little bit of camp in there. His strengths. Was it a little out of control? Was there a wonky lift here and there? Was it... A little bit shticky at times. Yes. It was a good freestyle. Was it enough? Was it what I expected from him? No. They got, once again, straight nines. 27, 54 on the night. In a weird way, it's just a disappointing end when they start from the high of that quick step that deserved tens and then to do a dance where you're like well they're not gonna get the tens they deserve because this was not that dance Mm -hmm. i'm not yet ready to eulogize john o'hurley because that will come later Mm
1: Their partnership was so much fun to watch, though. Mm -hmm. They genuinely enjoyed each other so much. I love what Charlotta said about, like, she has had, I don't remember exactly how she phrases it, but she said she's had professional, you know, partnerships, but this is the one that stands out the most to her. This is the one that is the most important to her. Like, Mm -hmm. I, they are going to be friends for life, and I have to believe that they are still in each other's life.
0: If they are not, I will sob. Agreed. So, Katie, I don't think I'm gonna be... uh, I don't think I can handle talking about this. So why don't you lead off Kelly's freestyle?
1: They crushed it. They whipped that dress off. She looks like she is having so much fun. Um... I will say, I did not like it as much as the judges liked it. I enjoyed the dance. I thought it was a good dance. I thought it played to her strengths, absolutely. But I genuinely wonder if he didn't drop her at the end. And she looked mad when she went to get, like, she looked so genuinely annoyed when she went to get the judges' scores. And then it was... Quite unbelievable scores where Kelly got not only the first 10 of the season, but she got the only perfect score of the season. And would I have ever said that that dance was worthy of a 30? No.
0: I mean, at least Alec was playing to her Latin strengths, doing Let's Get Loud, putting her in a skimpy outfit. Asking her to do sex appeal, great. Good for them. You touched on that wonky, terrible final lift that I have no idea what it was supposed to be, but it was not that. She also, there was a section in the middle, she totally forgot what she was doing. She just up and loses her moves, and it is so noticeable that she has no idea what she's doing for a good five seconds.
1: I don't think I caught
0: that. I don't know how. No, well, Obviously the judges didn't either. Like, I saw that and just thought to myself, wow, this is uncomfortable. What a shame for her. Because this is a (laughs) fine dance up to now, but what a shame. And then the judges start talking and I saw this train wreck coming and I just thought to myself, this is how it happens. And I hate I hate what I'm about to say. The judges were wrong. I disagree with Len.
1: I never thought I'd hear those words come out of your mouth.
0: It just... This wasn't the way it was supposed to happen. And for her to get a perfect score on a dance that, like, clearly had problems. But I I guess... You touched on it earlier. The the live studio audience in the ballroom loved her every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would guess that the energy in the ballroom that night just made it seem better than it was because it was not a 30. It was not a 30. I'm not saying John would have won if not for her perfect score here. Mm-hmm. But I think it very much tips the scales on what feels like a fluke.
1: Here's the thing though. Is Dancing with the Stars meant to be a show that celebrates the most improved dancer? And I I think that there's an argument to be made that she never quite catches up to John. So like, hear me say that. I do think that John is probably the more skilled of the two, but is this a show that is meant to celebrate The evolution of a dancer or is it meant to reward the consistency of a dancer and I don't know and I don't know that necessarily this sets us on a path that it follows for the rest of the seasons I would argue that it probably doesn't but it is just very interesting to see how Kelly goes from week one a score of 13 to a perfect 30 at the end whereas John
0: starts at a 20
1: it starts at a, t- you know, he, he only has about a seven-point difference, whereas she improved so much.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose your your hypothetical question is one we can't necessarily answer. I think the history of Dancing with the Stars also gives you different answers to that question, depending on what season you're looking at. It absolutely does. But I think the question you ask is a valid one because it's the question that spurs the controversy that follows the mirror ball trophy being given. Um, So everybody else performs at the finale. It's great, whatever. And then they give the trophy away. And in a shocking moment, the coveted mirror ball trophy goes to Kelly and Alec. They become the first winners of the show following The show, John O'Hurley, was fairly notably displeased. Sort of said words in the press sometimes of how he kind of felt he was robbed. Um, My guess is feeling robbed, especially of scores from the judges in the finale, didn't help. Um, But it seemed America tended to vote for Kelly is my impression. So John essentially uh, got the producers to hold the dance off a one-off special that never happened again for dancing with the stars in which Kelly and John performed head to head over one night show and a results show um, in which they would compete to see who was the rightful winner of season one. We have not watched that yet. We are not going to talk about it in full tonight. But Katie, should this have happened?
1: No. Because here's the thing. You have to take Dancing with the Stars for what it is. It is a show that is 50% judges' votes, 50% or judges' scores, excuse me, 50% America's votes. For better or worse, that is the format. And for better or worse, we have abided by those results.
0: I am going to agree with you. I don't think the dance-off should have been a thing because it calls a lot of... It it essentially asks, was this a rightful win? And if Kelly doesn't win the dance-off, does her win become illegitimate? Um, And you have to think, what does that say to her? What does that say to her fans? And it certainly doesn't make John look good to almost goad people into saying, hey, I should have won. I should have won so much, you need to give me a rematch. And even if it was wrong, even if the judges inflated Kelly's freestyle score, which they did, you basically have to take it as Well, I got robbed and I can at least flaunt that of we should have won. Not we were robbed. We should have won. You have to let me try again and prove that I was robbed. Mm -hmm. That feels just a little too far for me. But we will, we will dive into the, the meaning of the dance off. We will dive into the legacy of Kelly Monaco's win. We will dive into the legacy of John O'Hurley next week when we both look at the season as a whole and look ahead to the future what a season what a time and we didn't fight each other so a win's a win
1: we take them however we can get them in 2020
0: with that katie i must say i love you and i like you
1: I carry you when I see you.
0: And please remember stay tuned for this rerun of Lost after this.